Hello and welcome to another Suburbs edition of the Gunnerstown podcast. I am with Ben Leader tonight, as usual. Ben, my partner in crime, how are you doing? Hello, mate. How are you? I'm slim, darling. Super pumped. I'm super pumped. pumped. Two wins, big teams. Two wins, big teams for the Arsenal. (laughs) Love it. Love it. So we'll get into that. But um, unfortunately, we don't have our third uh, leg of the uh, of the tripod that is this particular Monday <laughs> podcast that we're doing. Uh, we've lasted one week before one of us has already fallen by the wayside. But he does have a good reason. Steve is moving house at the moment. So we've let him have a week off um, and he can get back to uh, normality um, from next week when uh, we probably have lost to Norwich or Wolves and we can get back to just bemoaning how sh- absolutely shocking we are. <laughs> Anyway, how you been? I'm absolutely marvellous, mate. I tell you what, I'm I'm in, I'm in a really good mood about it. But like after really? like how it's changed so quickly after last week, I'm on that it's like Arsenal roller coaster. It's brilliant. It is a roller coaster. It's a life roller coaster, isn't it? Exactly. That we've essentially been put through. Because I say to myself, I say to myself, like you're not going to get into it. You're not going to take it as seriously as you used to. Like it doesn't matter. And then you watch it get. You like sit down, don't you? You emotionally invest in it and then they do something stupid and you go ah they pulled me back in they pulled me back in <laughs> and i start hating myself and i start hating them <laughs> do you know what the man city game well i know we're going back over our ground but the man city game i was almost like put that in a box doesn't matter man city are better than us fine done the brighton game really hit me because yeah. i was spending the whole time saying this is just glorified friendlies this is just glorified friendlies but actually when it then hits you you're like oh it turns out i do care and then yeah, when they beat yeah. Southampton, I mean, I was just like, I was basically not expecting anything from that game. And um, we weren't great, though, to be fair, were we? Let's be completely honest. Well, I think you got, yeah, I think if you're being honest, we're pretty pants. Um, <laughs> but but it's winning ugly, isn't it? It's like we said last week. Do you know it's mental? We played two games in a week. Um, but it's, do you know what I mean? That's all we have to do at the moment, just win some games, get him some confidence, because he has had a torrid time, hasn't he, Mr. Arteta? Um, Poor old Tricky Mickey and his perfect hair. It's like the God saying, you can't handsome. be that perfect and handsome looking. We, we don't accept it. Yeah, you no. need to look like haggard, like someone like Jose Mourinho or like Sean Dyche. You know, that's what that's <laughs> yeah. what a football manager looks like. He's, you look, you yeah, just look too handsome. Look yeah, it's not good. It's not fair for everyone else, is it? <laughs> yeah, so what the footballing God said is we're going to just fire injuries at you, sendings yeah. off. You're going to have absolute clowns that are going to kick the football into opposition <laughs> yeah faces or their own faces and tee themselves up but what did you think what was your general thoughts or give me some general thoughts on the actual Southampton game itself we'll do the Sheffield United game which is as we're recording happened yesterday lunchtime um but talk to me about did you did you watch the Southampton game from behind your your uh, sofa or were you fully eyes sort of like this this is just delicious the most amazing football I've ever watched full-on Mr Bean action um it just, I don't, I suppose just kind of the common vibe is that we kind of seem to have like a, like a caveat this with that we are pants. That's yeah. like, that's there. So that's fine. We don't need to say that again, but it feels like we get, build up some sort of motion and then we start to almost like choke. And I don't know whether if it's like we haven't got the players to play the style of football that he wants or whatever, but we seem to just lose the ball. And it was the same sort of vibe from, over both games, we have this like little good period where you go, oh, this is actually not too painful. Then all of a sudden, it's like you're stabbing yourself with something very sharp. 
and they just yeah. seem to get deeper and deeper and deeper and you just kind of think you really need to fix that lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's interesting the the way in which he's sort of shifted things up in the last few games yeah. obviously going to a back three I think that's been interesting but everyone's getting a little bit sort of knickers in a twist over the formations and stuff but what I'm learning from Arteta is that we play about 12 formations in a game so yeah. it's almost like just put names down and then when BBC or BT Sport or Sky bring up like the formations on a mm. on a flat graph just do that just close your eyes <laughs> yeah. and say, I can't yeah. see it. It doesn't exist because, yeah, it's and these players have got to get used to essentially playing about four different formations mm. in a game. But um, the Southampton game was I found it difficult to watch at times. Yeah. I think we showed some good stuff. I think what really helped was that first half goal. You know, you bag yourself a goal in the first half and everything feels a little bit more comfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, that's our biggest problem, I think. We don't, we sort of get on top and then we don't actually capitalise, get a goal, and then the pressure comes back on us. But getting that goal, like you said, it was just like, oh, good, chill and chill. But then Arsenal decided to Arsenal, didn't they? But just quickly, while this is in my mind, before I forget what you were talking about, the back three. Yeah. That's, that's three managers now that have shifted this Arsenal team to a back three. So that's very telling. Obviously, look, we know that. Um, our lads aren't really capable of defending it two at the back. I think that really, again, obvious clacks and alert, but it's pretty obvious how we actually need a centre-back. And I suppose we're hoping how could this new young lad, um, Saliba, Saliba, we're hoping how good, hopefully he's good. Um, I mean, he's got to essentially be the uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Muhammad Ali, um, Cannavaro, the ghost of Paolo Maldini, Beckenbauer, um, Superman, Beckenbauer, yeah. and the the god of fun. Like, yeah, that that's essentially what we're looking for in the centre half. It's not too much to ask, is it? Really? Did you Let's see that picture of him the other day of um frowning at um Jan and Via about the bikes? He was he it was something about Jan and Via was holding his bike and he was saying saying something like I think the caption was like we should I'm I'm finally signing for Arsenal. No, we should carry these <laughs> instead of ride them. But then there's a picture of like. Saliba in the background, just like, <laughs> what are yeah, you on mate. Yeah, I'm glad I am absolutely jumping ship over yeah, three minutes. Yeah, where they have where they had the worst cases of COVID. I'm going right over there, yeah, I'm just go to be away from you, Jan, Jan Via. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first, so the first half, I I can't. I watched it whilst I was barbecuing, um, which is yeah. a new thing for me. So it was a good. It was a nice day, but watching is that charcoal. And, is it charcoal? Always, always charcoal, mate. Correct. Always Sometimes charcoal. I'd have had to shut this down. Weber briquettes, mate. Weber briquettes. Good last, good last. Not, not that we're being sponsored or anything, but uh, <laughs> if they do fancy sending me some briquettes, I'll Dang. happily take them. But yeah, just to just to put that one out there. Yeah, but yeah, I watched it from uh, from behind my um, yep. my barbecue and with a couple of jars of uh, of some amber nectar, and I I felt like there were some players that that stood out. Obviously. The goal that Andy Nketiah scored, I don't know if it's just me, but I think I tweeted it at the time. It felt very righty about it. I don't know if yeah. it's just it's the way he runs or whatever it is, but righty used to absolutely let Harry and Hassel and yeah. press and be a pain in the arse for goalkeepers or for defenders. And Eddie Nketiah chasing that down and then getting some joy with it. I mean, that's got to be big for him, surely, because I'll yeah. be honest with you. I think you and I had conversations, uh, obviously not recorded conversations, where we can say we can a lot more bad things about people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where we can actually insult the players and stuff. But um, yeah. 
I'm not, I've not been commi- convinced about him making it, but something seems to have happened in the last few um, months since Arteta's taken over, and he seems to have just absolutely shown him the love, and I wonder if that's ha- having a massive impact on him as well, getting shown the love. Well, I'm kind of, I'm confused a bit. I'm not sure if it's like spite sort of directed at Lacazette. I don't, I can't quite get it because I'm the same as you. I watch him and you're like, wow, this, he's clearly a talent. Um, this isn't to like downplay his actual skill, but he works so hard. He's absolutely everywhere. I know these are sort of <laughs> get in there type comments, but passion, clear, passion. Yeah, he's clearly talented, but I don't see it myself. I'm watching him. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah. we're going to get absolutely pillared probably from the, the four people that actually bother watching or listening to this. But <laughs> yeah, uh, my mum is going my, to send yeah, my dad's going to absolutely rinse me, even though he's not an <laughs> Arsenal fan. But, um, but I'm the same. I've just I think we just need to see more of it. Like the signs have been good. Yeah. He scored against Newcastle. Uh, was he scoring? No, it was Everton. He scored. Yeah. He hit the bar against Newcastle. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. And he's, you know, so he's, he's cropping up with the odd goal. But the problem is, is we've got a Rolls Royce footballer that's just about to say cheerio in his uh, multicolored uh, Ferrari and probably bugger off to mainland Europe at some stage in the summer. And in my mind, I'm like, I really hope that the view isn't over out. And Ketier is the keys to the car, so to speak, because <laughs> that's the thing that worries me. And Lacazette, let's be honest, something's got to give because he is, I don't really know what he's doing at the moment. Like no, in terms of let's absolutely atrocious at the weekend. He does. He looked, he looked atrocious against Sheffield United, didn't yeah. he? Like he's, he's dropping off. Bad, so this bad. is the thing about the, what we're going to do probably with this podcast is go backwards or forwards between the games as certain players pop into our heads. So let's spend a couple of minutes absolutely destroying and lambasting Lacazette. How long have you got? I'm on, I'm on plenty of time to do it. Lovely. That's what I want to hear, Ben. That's what yeah. I want to hear. So, my problem with so what's happening at the moment and what I saw yesterday of the Sheffield United game is so much rotation with the way in which the the team lays out. Like people talk about, oh, you've got is it Tierney playing as a centre half or Kalasinac? Where it turned out that at times what I was watching when we had the ball, we were actually flicked to a back four. Or sometimes what happened is they'd spread out. You'd Kalasinac would push up a little bit. Even Maitland-Niles would push up a bit, and Granite Xhaka would drop in to receive the ball. So yep. there's a lot of fluidity in the movement. So I'm seeing that fluidity amongst the defence, and the defence is absolutely, you know, a dog's dinner. Mm. I'm seeing a midfield, at least, minus, thankfully, Ceballos, even though he did score a winner for us yesterday. Mm. Um, and then I'm seeing Saka tucking in, and Kieran Tierney basically playing as a left winger. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is movement. This is fluidity. This is what I want to see. And then I'm seeing Lacazette just doing his dropping off into spaces where it's like, what are you doing? Why are you there? Get get, get, get out of that position just in front of the fucking centre spot and you know, get yourself into the box, mate. That's your, that's your role. But it's not the sort of player that he is, I know. But I, I just don't think this movement and the way in which the team is setting up works for Lacazette, coupled with the fact that he just can't finish his dinner. So, come on, give me some uh, words of some pearls of, of leader wisdom. <laughs> well, I think I've read I read a couple of blogs this week. Um, I mean, it might have been last week, actually. You can read? I can. It's a shock. Um, <laughs> Lewis Ambrose. If anyone does Twitter and knows Lewis Ambrose, you should follow him. He's very intelligent and very good at football. Um, he wrote a very interesting post about how the front sort of four is kind of like this, almost like, 
curved dish and how it works and stuff. But the thing about Lacazette is that I just I don't think I know this is gonna sound absolutely ridiculous, but I just don't think you can have two players of the quality of Aubameyang and Lacazette in a team that is our standard, if that makes sense, because as much as I lambast him and I love it, he is very good at football. Um, Lacazette. Yeah, it's just it hasn't it's not happened for him. Reg- you need whether- to show your workings here because one goal in a year and four months away from home, <coughs> that's not that's not outstanding. That's no 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 no. Pants. But he, he is a very good footballer. Let's not like as much I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay into him now, but he is very good footballer. <laughs> I good get to the good Carry bit. On. But Come he's on. just I just I think he knows he's sort of second fiddle and I think that's kind of mentally done him in. Um, yeah. And I think he's got that sort of syndrome now. As soon as like an attacker walks out, he knows that he's coming off the pitch. So yeah. regardless of how well he plays, he knows that he's going to come off around 60, 65 minutes, whether that be for like Nketiah or whoever. You can see it. You get that. You get, really? You get that gut. Yeah, I think so. You don't think that, you don't think that if he'd bagged himself two goals or yesterday, for example... And he's on a hat trick and he's looking an absolute beast like Pepe did yesterday. Um, you don't think that Arteta would be like, nah, keep this guy on. He's, he's up that's, for it. That's today. an extreme situation. But you know what I mean? Like, if the game what, is an, an extreme now, situation is Lacazette scoring goals away from home. That is an extreme yeah, situation. Yeah, and, but that's the harsh, like, if we, like, to, the harsh reality of it is that he, he hasn't been good enough for a long, 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 long time. Whether that's down to us not using him correctly. Like, if you go back to very early days, Lacazette, um, he was, like, sharp in and around the box. And there were several occasions when Omri, when he was flirting with becoming our manager, regularly on Sky. Do you remember he was saying, watch him, he's making runs, you know, the Omri head thing and the arm thing he does. He's making (laughs) runs, he's making runs, but we weren't playing him the ball. And he was giving it the, oh, and he was running back in, going again, and we weren't feeding him the ball. And I wonder if he's just given up on that. Yeah, given maybe. up what he was to try and fit into this thing. And I think it's that we've just not used him. I think yeah, we've kind player of that to a little the bit. The player of like two years ago, like, you know, getting into space, in the box, short yeah. back lift, you know, quick finishing. I just, I don't see that. And I don't know whether uh, or not he's just been broken. And I, that's I think so. I think head, he's mentally it feels, broken. It feels like he's that, probably broken. I know it and goes we should all just the therefore, Go on. No, no, sorry, I was just thinking about saying, well, when he went all the way back, and didn't he score like two, three games on a trot? And was it Stoke? Yeah. Was it ruled offside? He was in the edge of the box and absolutely yeah. thundered it into the roof of the net, but they cancelled it. and Because he's like about that, that that much of his toe was offside. Yeah, like the tip of his shoelace. And I don't see that player anymore. No. Like, it can't just disappear, right? It can't just like, he's not, how old is he? He's like 28, is he? That's what I mean. He's 28 not, 29. Yeah, so it's not like that skiff's going to suddenly disappear. But that sort of venom, that bite has just been missing for such a long time. Um, and obviously some of it's on him, but I think some of it is on us as well for not actually maximising and getting the most out of him. Um, yeah, but I just I, I go back to the... I go back to the system more than anything else. In my mind, correct. I keep thinking yeah, about that system. And there's a couple of systems like we don't really know what Emery's system was let's be honest at times his system seemed to just change but it didn't seem to have any structure to it Arteta seems to be putting some some ideas into the players heads on as to how the Arteta ball could look and we saw a couple of moves yesterday where we we all sort of got out our uh, 
got out our fainting couches, uh, <laughs> fainting couches for for glee because yeah, because we saw some good moves and you know one that Pepe was involved with as well. Um, and I don't know, I just I'm not seeing Lacazette part of the the next evolution. And I think no, that's why Arteta is a bit like I might as well give Eddie and Kete a go because mm. you know, and maybe it is, maybe it's maybe it's Arteta saying to Lacazette, look, mate you're pretty much you're, you're you're skating on thin ice so i'm going to try this other kid and long-term future is not there and if you think about the fact that we have no money we need to sell some assets and so putting together a nice glossy brochure on alexander lacazette and all of his youtube goals will be uh will be quite an easy job selling you would have hoped so someone like atletico madrid coming in you know well Get that PDF out to them. Uh, get, that, <laughs> yeah. get that YouTube compilation out to them, and tell them that we'll uh, we'll accept we'll we'll take a forty million quid if they twist our arm. Mm. Well, yeah, or but then, equivalent value of. But then to play like silly Championship manager football for a second, what are you doing with the forwards? Because Mister Pierre Emmerich Abamian, what I are think you doing? It's probably gone as well. So you just try and cash in, cash in on. I'm almost at a stage where I'm like cashing on both of them. And then maybe we look towards getting a another centre forward to complement Eddie. But actually, the the goal threat could even potentially come from those wide players. Like, didn't you think you saw yesterday something in Pepe? And also, I mean, Saka wasn't as great, but it feels to me like we've got so many wingers that if we really blood them properly, then maybe our goal threat comes from the two wide positions instead of the central position. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I hear it, but I just also hear let's shift responsibility from Aubameyang to Pepe. Like, it just yeah. feels like, do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, we've lost one star, let's move all the pressure onto another one. It's kind of like... Yeah. When you say the pressure, do you mean goals? Because let's be honest, what needs to goals. happen is we need to get midfielders scoring goals because it's quite, yeah. frankly, ridiculous. So Aaron of Ramsey... Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. His brother. career is R.I.P. by the sound of it. Sort of Juventus as well. Mm. Well, especially that just sound right, mate. Would you take it back? No, I wouldn't. Not for all of the wheelbarrow of money that he's going to need in the world. No. No, I like, again, if you were being sensible, I think he's getting to an age now where it's kind of would slow down. Injuries would pick up, unfortunately. And I suppose if you were to get him on a free... I'd do it, yeah. but if we and had he, to... Go on. And he does a David Louise and says, oh, you don't have to pay me that much. Oh, sorry. Did I did I put did I put £200,000 on my uh, contract request? What I actually meant was £20,000. And you'd say, <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, it's if you deal. could come up with some decent deal, I would do that. I wouldn't even hesitate. But if, you, if we had to pay money, I wouldn't. Just because of injuries and age and what the squad actually needs, I think. We obviously need him, that's what we need, but we don't need another person coming back in that's going to play a game, leg falls off. This is <laughs> a another game. The Ear, other earlobe falls, falls off. Earlobe falls <laughs> off. Do you know what I mean? It's like you need to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's let's talk about what, what is going to be the future, and it is going to be Pepe. So can we say nice things about Pepe? Because I really rate the guy. You, I've actually yeah, rated him all first. season. I've always I've that. always thought he's got something about him. It's just felt like I don't know whether or not he feels it feels like he's like nervous at times or not nervous, but he just seems a bit sort of introverted, doesn't he? When he's on the yeah. pitch, 
And I watched the game actually at the Emirates where we drew 1-1 against Sheffield United. And he just, and where I was sat, or that day, I was sat in a different seat. I was about four rows from the front by the touchline. And so for the first half, he was there on that right-hand side, basically just getting chalk on his boots. And he just didn't really, it didn't look comfortable. It, it didn't look like he was he was ready to be incisive, pick the ball up and drive or go for you know runs in behind. He just wasn't doing it, even though he's got the pace. But what I saw, I've seen flashes of his, the way that he moves his body. So the way he can shift his weight from left to right, so quickly i mean yesterday arteta said he was doing really good things defensively like what i think he meant by that or what i'm reading it is i watched about three or four times in that first half where he picked the ball up in our half he like shifted his body weight a little bit basically beat a man or beat two men and then got fouled broke up and then he just got sort of got up and jogged on that is exactly what i want from my wide forward if he's in our yeah. in our half i want him to be able to get the because people can't get the ball off of him so they're fouling him so absolutely give the ball to him if we're under pressure let him just dribble his way out of trouble and if people foul him then we can reset ourselves so for me that was absolutely spot on I think all right it was a penalty that he scored but I still think his performance warranted it because he looked like he wanted to get on the ball more he looked like his movement was better and he did look like he had the beating of of his man whereas at times I thought against Brighton he faded a little bit um, and certainly the Southampton game as well. But what's your sort of take on, I think, on the gem that we've got? Oh, good ending. Um, I, what I think so brilliant about him is he, he looks like he's clear, like his skill level, ball control is ridiculous. But then something about him is so clumsy at the same time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like he's weird. Really gangly, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he sort of does this like madness where he sort of spins on three people and he's through. You're like, how oh my God, have you done that? And then it looks like he's going to like almost like break a leg as he kicks the ball. Um, I don't know, I'm going to be a total hypocrite here and just say that there's almost an element of me that feels like he does need to be the star of the show. Yeah. Like, it feels like he needs to be the sort of the main man. This is the guy, give me the ball. I want to do a couple of tricks and spins and then we're going to to build. Um, But obviously, to be sensible and to be an adult, we need more sort of consistency from him, don't we? We need actual, as Arteta's been saying this entire time, we need defensive and offensive consistency. So hopefully he's had two really good games, hasn't he? Well, I suppose you could argue three. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Against Brighton. I suppose he's obviously the finish, but he he did some nice stuff. Um so you can hope he can sort of build upon it because obviously who have we got who's our next game? Is it Norwich? Norwich then, at home on Wednesday and, and then we play ranked. Wolves away at the weekend. And then it gets rank. So this yeah, is where it gets nasty. Yeah. So this is where we're we're gonna see what he's made of, basically. Yeah, but even early, right at the beginning of the season, we played Liverpool and got absolutely tonked, and it was embarrassing, as it always is at Anfield. Yeah. But I watched that two or three times, and he had the beating of players like Van Dijk. Or, yeah. I don't think the name on the shirt makes any difference. Pepe's still going to be able to do him in yeah. terms of for ability and pace. I think he just needs, well, maybe he just needs people. He, he needs people to actually be occupy those spaces and support him. Yeah. And Hector Bellerin was just he stunk the place out against Southampton didn't he let's be honest and he's not Hector Hector Bellerin is not the Hector Bellerin that four years ago would have picked the ball up and driven or would would be driving on the outside of Pepe I mean it's difficult to drive on the outside of Pepe because he's basically half the time just standing on the touchline Um, (laughs) so you know you'd be running through the stands to overlap him but I just feel like Pepe needs another player closer to him and 
definitely Maitland-Niles did that. I saw Maitland-Niles a couple of times yesterday overlap or underlap him as well. Yeah. Is that even a thing, underlapping? I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking, taking it. It's yours. Whether it is or not. But <laughs> I'm seeing more from Pepe and I'm enjoying it, what I saw yesterday. Um, I didn't enjoy that second half against Sheffield United. I no. thought we basically let them, um, we gave them a little bit too much respect. And I felt we could have counted a bit quicker. But the thing that drives me nuts, Ben, the thing that absolutely drives me insane is our let's play it out from the black back. Let's play it out from the back and try and just draw teams in. And then we can take, we can like, break through the press. Mm. But we like, we like break through the press and then go sideways. It's like, that's not how breaking the press works. Yeah. Rapid from back to front. You know what I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, major. But again, this this is the blur, isn't it? Because he's trying to build something with players that possibly we don't quite have yet. Um, I'd love to see like almost him if we do lose lose our forwards, almost get like a another sort of Welbecky type striker, yeah, who can sort of cover ground, who's kind of got a bit of movement in his legs. Um, I'd be interested to see how that would work. Can I can I actually say something that is nigh on heresy between me B, and uh steve and our whatsapp group that we talk about um alex iwobi would actually be quite good in that kind of system like imagine yeah. iwobi picking the ball up deep right, and, a half turn and then just yeah and then just driving but yeah. and then as long as you're getting three players in front of iwobi so that you get to the the final third of the pitch and literally they all go whoa 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 give us the ball you've done your bit now get back mm. don't go anywhere near the goal because you can't finish um, if we if we had somebody like that who could just pick the ball up and drive it, so once mm. we've broken that press, someone who's quick, and that's mm. not Sabias, it's not Xhaka, you know, I'm not sure it's Willock, you know, someone like Saka maybe, but he needs to be further forward, I think. Mm. I don't know. Well, you you're right, isn't it? It's like um, Nasri's, Hlebs, yeah. um, Iwobi's. Like we have, we don't have any of them, and obviously we used to. Obviously, that's us as a, a fan base, as a club, are used to having maybe two or three of those options. Even someone like Kazola, like that half turn spin player, isn't it? But yeah, I don't know. This is what I mean. There's so many gaps in the as we look at it as a fan. I don't even know what Arteta's thinking about, but as a fan, you're looking at it and you're thinking, right? If we had like an Iwobi, or if we had a like a Welbeck, obviously better versions of these players would be absolutely glorious. But it would be a completely sort of different team. Um, but he's kind of, I think he has sort of stumbled again uh, upon something. Obviously, you don't really want Kalasanach. We haven't spoke about that yet. It was like it, you might as well have just played some music. Like you could just see it happening as well, couldn't you? Yeah, and he's even if I, I don't know about you, but when I watched that. I watched it in real time and it felt like it was in slow-mo. So when I then watched the slow-mo and just see this, and they just, he just sort of volleys the ball into, into the way. But when you watch it a second time, to be fair, it is Rob Holding that probably should actually win the header and just larrap it away. Super Rob. You know what I think? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, isn't it? It's just that entire mess. What do you think about Martinez? Martinez. Um, I've been quite, I've been pleasantly surprised. Yeah. He can actually kick the football. He it's can amazing. climb across, can he, lad? He can. He, yeah. he can, can he? I'm quite liking that. Yeah. Do, do you reckon he could actually? Do you reckon he can actually tell Burnt he can? Uh, he can not. He can hold fire from putting his uh, his gloves up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't really rate Burnt Leno, though, do you? Come on. No, I don't. I don't. He's a good lad. He's done some great things, but I just, I like. 
this is me saying if we were actually going to be a good team, I think you'd need something slightly more. But obviously, at this point in time, he's going to give the list. Are you going to give me some man love for Edison now or something? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I think you're being a little bit harsh on Leno. The thing that Leno isn't no, that great no, is long long distribution. Don't um, that brush. But we've just seen Martinez, haven't we? Just literally knock the ball around like it, it doesn't even matter. So maybe that's the sort of thing that long term we'll be looking at. So we're just coming up to the last few minutes, actually. Can you believe that? It's mad. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Let's talk about the next two games because the next time we'll speak, we'll have played Norwich at home and uh, played Wolves away. So, Benji, my old mucker, how's that going to paint the picture of how that's going to actually unfold? Norwich on Wednesday and then Wolves away. Is he going to do much rotation for Norwich? Who comes back? What formation does he play? Why? Does well, that I, not... I think it's more of the same, really. Um, what is the state on defenders? Have we got uh, any they're all, they're all absolutely terrible. Well, I suppose it'll be near enough what we've just seen, right? I suppose Aubameyang comes back in. Um, I wonder... Oh, I don't know, actually. Might, he might do the whole 4 3, three thing and put um, Xhaka in... Not Xhaka. Yeah. Saka, Xhaka and Ceballos in midfield. Or, oh. actually, does Guendouzi come back? Wait, we haven't even talked about that, have we? Maybe we should give it a minute for Guendouzi. Oh, go on then. Say something serious about Guendouzi. I don't want to say anything serious about Guendouzi. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take that thirty-five million euros or forty million euros if someone's offering it. What yeah. I find mad is like the clubs. I, this must be agent talk because I don't believe that uh, Matteo Guendouzi is attracting the likes of Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, PSG, Bayern Munich, the Harlem Globetrotters. I just I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Michael Jordan's um, balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you? See, I get really caught up on him because, like, I'm really harsh on him. And I am in the back channels. I'm really harsh on him. But he's, like, 12, isn't he? Yeah. He's, like, 12. He's getting paid so much money. He's playing, like, centre mid for Arsenal, like a young French boy's dream. Um, but he's just a bit of a knob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what? What I think, the, the real niche that we've got with this book podcast is the tactical insight that we deliver on players. <laughs> no, he's just like, he's trying to do too much. I think it was um, someone, an ex-Arsenal player said something the other day that kind of sat quite well with me. He said that if he was playing in a team that had more sort of older characters who would basically put him in like in his place, basically be like, no, shut up, do what you're meant to be doing. Whereas he is like a young lad dictating to older professionals. I think he's just like almost got too big for his boots. Yeah, there might be something in that. There might be yeah. something in that. You still haven't actually given me any sort of predictions for uh, what's going to happen in Norwich. So let's move on from Gendouzi because we don't. I, I think he'll play. I think I think Gendouzi will be on the bench. I think he'll get. He'll be in the squad. So I think Arteta sort of slapped his wrists for um, a couple of games. But I think he'll be back now, providing that he's not thrown a proper hissy fit. Uh, whether he plays or not, I'm not sure. We should beat Norwich, though, surely, regardless of what team they are. I don't know. I kind of feel like someone like Norwich will give us grief. On what basis? We're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. The that, man that speaks un- the truth, but, but the truth. Um, I don't know. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive and say we win two one. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be positive on this because I was quite negative the other day. Um, I'm gonna be quite positive and say we win this just because of what's been happening last couple of games. Well, I'm with you because I think we will win because I'm not sure Norwich are that great. Q and them turning into absolute peak like Real Madrid from the uh, Galacticos 2000s era. Yeah. Um, but we should be able to beat Norwich. And I, I suspect he will abandon the back three and go with a bit more of a forward thinking. I think he'll go back to 4-2-3-1. I know he hasn't done that very much since Project Restart, mm. but... I've just, I just think he's going to want a front, front end. So it might be more of a four-three-three even. Um, mm. But again, we're talking about this like it doesn't really matter because the formation is changing game so much anyway. But I think he'll bring Aubameyang back in. I do wonder what will happen with Saka because he's basically played four games in eleven days. So mm-hmm. my gut feel is that we will, we might potentially see a rest of Saka. Um, I think Tierney is a question mark whether he'll get rested and then potentially play against Wolves. Um, but that game against Wolves will be a big one, won't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's I'd where have... the likes of Pepe, like you said, is you know, it's a, that's a game where we could really do with a little bit of ingenuity about him. Well, basically, yeah, these are the aren't they exactly bang on? They're the games where we're going to need him now to actually see what, like, as a club, as a team, this is where we need him to actually come and deliver just because mentally, I think, for the team and for the fan base, we just need these wins where we almost, like, because I'm not being funny, if you ask an Arsenal fan at the moment, are we going to go to, is it at Wolves or at the Emirates? At Wolves. Are we going to go to Wolves? Not that that matter. Not that that matter. No, but do you know what I mean? So in general, are we going to go to Wolves and win? A lot of people would say, "Mm," would make that noise. Um, And I kind of just think that we need to get that over the line, basically. And I think that would be for us. Well, yeah, You've because you go and win the next two games, that gets the spirits up for this like horror fixtures coming up. So, yeah. Well, fingers crossed, mate. That's been our 30 minutes. We've just gone over the 30 minutes. So that's all the time. That's all she wrote. Um, give me a final prediction then before we go for Wolves. Um, 2-1 Norwich. Uh, we, we, we beat Norwich 2-1 and we 1-1 at Wolves. Yeah. I think um, we are in agreement. So I'm going 3-1 Norwich, but I think it's a classic 2-2, uh, Ars- a classic Desmond and Arsenal, who are draw FC, get yet another draw this season. Uh... <laughs> and on that note, uh, I thank you, dear listener, dear viewer, for t- spending some time with us this evening. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We've certainly enjoyed it. We will catch you on the next Suburbs edition of the Gunners Town Pod. Say bye-bye, Benji. Bye-bye. Catch you later. Bye.